48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. More than 100,000 Hong Kongers living on the mainland can sign up online from Wednesday to vote in next month's Ledger Co elections. A retired police officer is sentenced to a year and a half in jail for deceiving the government and a bank into granting him housing and mortgage loans. And an administrator for a telegram group pleads guilty to incitement charges linked to the 2019 social unrest. Hong Kong residents on the main, living on the mainland can sign up online from Wednesday to vote in next month's LegCo elections at one of the polling stations set up at the border. The government made the announcement as it revealed that the Lo Wu, Heng Yun Wai and Futian border control points will be used as election stations to accommodate up to 111,000 voters in total on December the 19th. Damon Pang reports. A government spokesman said the one-off arrangement is applicable for voters in geographical and functional constituencies only, and not the new election committee constituency. Registration for the election day arrangement is open during office hours between December 1st and the 8th. To sign up, eligible voters must provide their Chinese and English names, email address, a Hong Kong or mainland phone number on which they can receive text messages, their home return permit number, and their ordinary address on the mainland. They also have to indicate which polling station they want to go to and pick a time slot. On election day, they will have to bring with them registration confirmation, a mainland green health code, negative COVID-19 test, their home return permit and Hong Kong ID card. The government said voters must immediately return to the mainland after casting their ballots or they won't be allowed to skip quarantine. A spokesman said the voting stations at the border will be turned into counting stations immediately after polling ends and only candidates and their agents will be allowed to observe the counting process. A retired police superintendent has been sentenced to a year and a half in jail for deceiving the government and a bank into granting him housing and mortgage loans worth $6 million. A district court judge called the case serious and said the defendant had used fraudulent means to cheat. Timmy Sung has more. 55-year retired superintendent Long Siu-chun was earlier convicted of two counts of fraud after pleading not guilty to the charges that were said to have taken place in 2016. The district court heard, as the owner of a Discovery Bay flat, Long failed to declare to the Treasury Department that he had signed a tenancy agreement for the unit when applying for a housing loan worth $2.1 million under a government loan scheme. According to the rules, Properties acquired under the scheme could only be occupied by the loan applicants or their families, with letting or subletting prohibited. The court also heard that Long told HSBC that the flat would be used by his parents and failed to mention the tenancy agreement, and the bank later granted him a mortgage loan of $3.9 million. Passing sentence, Judge Shamsil Man said the defendant had rented out the flat out of greed. The judge added that given Long was a law enforcer, he should not have committed the crimes. Mr. Sham also ordered him to return $1.1 million in rental income he had pocketed within 21 days. An administrator of a telegram group has pleaded guilty to nine incitement charges linked to the 2019 social unrest, including incitement to commit rioting, public nuisance and arson. He'll be sentenced next week. Priscilla Ng reports. The district court heard that 33-year-old Siu Cheng Long forwarded nearly 1,200 messages in his channel, which included using materials at universities to make bombs, as well as calling on people to open the emergency doors on MTR trains. 
In mitigation, the defense lawyer said the defendant did not have any accomplices and the offenses were committed during a short period of time. The lawyer also said there were only around 20,000 subscribers in the channel, fewer than in other public groups. He added that his client had reflected on a serious wrongdoings during his 20 months in custody. The ICIC has issued an arrest warrant for self-exiled former lawmaker Ted Hoy for allegedly inciting others not to vote or to cast blank votes in the upcoming LegCo elections. In a statement, the corruption watchdog accused the 39-year-old of making such calls on his social media page, saying he's suspected of breaching the election's ordinance. Apart from the former lawmaker, the ICIC also issued a warrant for former district councillor Yao Manchun for the same offence. On to the weather, it'll be fine. The temperature tomorrow morning will be around 19 degrees and it will dip as low as 17 degrees tomorrow night. It'll be fine and dry in the next few days, but the temperatures will fall progressively, hitting 13 degrees on Thursday morning. Currently, it's 22 degrees Celsius. Humidity is 78%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government has announced stricter quarantine rules in view of the emergence of the Omicron COVID-19 variant. They'll cover not only those coming from eight southern African countries, but also arrivals from places where there's been community transmission of the new variant. Here's Wendy Wong. Health officials said in addition to eight southern African countries, including South Africa, where the variant was first detected, travellers from places where there's been community transmission of the Omicron variant must stay seven days at a quarantine camp in Penny's Bay before spending another 14 days at designated hotels to complete their 21-day quarantine. They'll be tested every day at a quarantine camp. The controller of the Centre for Health Protection, Dr Edwin Choi, said he expects more places will be added to the list, including some European countries. We hope we can have a more sustainable system to cater for this kind of enhanced uh, monitoring measures that um, for Omicron variant. Because of this, we have implemented a 7 plus 14 days measures in these um, incidents. We hope to balance the risk between the Pandis Bay and also the um, designated quarantine hotel so that we can pick up majority of the case in the first seven days of quarantines in Pandis Bay. Health authorities also said latest test results showed that a 37-year-old man who flew in from Nigeria last week was infected with a new variant, the third Omicron case detected in Hong Kong so far. Health Secretary Sophia Chan said all three cases were identified during quarantine, so the new variant had not entered the community. Asked if the emergence of the variant may affect Hong Kong's plan to resume quarantine-free travel with the mainland, Professor Chan said she saw no problem so far, but officials would monitor the situation closely. We do not uh, see that there is you know, major issues affecting uh, such preparation work right now. But of course, as I've said earlier, Hong Kong would continue to uh, monitor the global situation and put in further stringent measures as it become necessary. Meanwhile, the Centre for Health Protection has reported three new imported COVID-19 cases. They flew in from India, Canada and Finland. Well, the government wants inbound travellers from higher-risk places to spend seven days in Penny's Bay, then 14 more at a quarantine hotel. A local expert says it makes more sense for these people to spend their entire three-week quarantine at the Lantau facility. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Hopak Lung says it's just easier that way. Maggie Ho reports.
Speaking on an RTHK program, Dr. Ho said it's strange for the government to require them to spend only seven days at the Penny's Bay Quarantine Center before moving them to quarantine hotels for another two weeks of isolation. The government hasn't explained why it's adopting such a strange arrangement. I believe there wouldn't be a great number of passenger flights from the eight countries in southern Africa. And if we're not expecting a lot of Hong Kongers returning from these places, there's no need to move them around. It will involve a lot of administrative work and may not be so appropriate for the travelers. They have to book quarantine hotels, and there are some loopholes at these hotels which haven't been plugged. Unvaccinated Hong Kong residents and non-Hong Kong residents from these countries are banned from entering. Speaking on the same program, infectious disease expert David Hui said it helps for travelers to spend their first week at a quarantine center, but if there are enough rooms, the government can put them there for the entire quarantine period. He said better ventilation at Penny's Bay means the risk faced by staff members collecting specimen will be much lower. He also noted more than 90% of recent imported cases were identified in the first seven days, meaning the risk is highest in the first week. Both experts agreed that even though COVID vaccines may not be as effective against Omicron as they are against other variants, they will still help prevent serious symptoms. The head of the World Health Organization says the emergence of the Omicron variant is, shows the world is still confronting the most acute health crisis in a century. Tedros Ghebreyesus said Omicron was a high risk. We don't yet know whether Omicron is associated with more transmission, more severe disease, more risk of reinfections, or more risk of evading vaccines. Scientists at WHO and around the world are working urgently to answer these questions. We shouldn't need another wake-up call. We should all be wide awake to the threat of this virus. The Philippines has begun a drive to vaccinate 9 million people against coronavirus over three days. Security forces are being deployed alongside thousands of volunteers. The archipelago has suffered one of Asia's worst COVID outbreaks. The BBC's Howard Johnson is in Manila. The Philippines has begun a major three-day mass vaccination drive to address a shortfall in Filipinos immunized against COVID-19. The government is aiming to administer nearly 10 million more vaccines by Wednesday this week. It's hoped the drive will reduce COVID-19 cases ahead of the Christmas holidays when many Filipinos travel back to their home provinces to be with their families. At present, only 40% of the country's population are fully vaccinated. Yesterday, the government announced it was suspending plans to open its borders to fully vaccinated tourists because of the threat of the highly mutated Omicron variant. Back locally, a concerned group has accused the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department of misleading the public about the problems caused by wild pigs. The AFCD director, Leung Siu-Fai, recently said there had been about a 1,000 complaints in 2019 and 2020, compared with hundreds previously. However, Ronnie Chan from the Wild Boar Concern Group says this includes incidents in which wild pigs were sighted or rescued, as well as instances in which they were a pest. He accused the government of trying to demonise wild boars. The numbers of the campaigns for the wild boars from the past year, they came that they are gradually increasing. However, when we refer to the numbers of the campaigns of the wild boar in this year, that is 2020 to 2021, the figures has slightly dropped it. 
The capture and kill policy recently instituted for wild boars that come into urban areas has sparked an outcry. A study suggests that more than half of the people found to have protein in their urine, a sign of kidney disease, are unaware of their condition. The Alliance for Renal Patients Mutual Help Association tested over 1,700 people from July to August and found protein in the urine of one-fifth of those who were checked. Sidney Tang, Professor of Renal Medicine at the University of Hong Kong, is the project consultant. He told Kelly Yu that even young people without chronic illness could develop kidney problems and that people should get tested at clinics to spot chronic kidney disease at an early age. The study shows that out of the nearly 1,700 participants surveyed, around 20% of them had protein in the urine. But in any case, the results shows that there is a possibility that uh, proteinuria is actually quite prevalent in our community and even among people without any chronic disease. So I think further investigation would be required. There is ample data showing that persistent proteinuria is associated with progression of kidney disease. The higher the degree of proteinuria, the faster the rate of decline of kidney function. President Xi Jinping says China will offer another 1 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccines to African countries and will encourage Chinese companies to invest no less than 10 billion US dollars in Africa over the next three years. In a speech given via video link at the opening of the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation, President Xi also said a China-Africa cross-border yuan center would be set up to provide African financial institutions with a credit line, adding that the two sides would cooperate in areas such as health, digital innovation, trade promotion and green development. Trading of shares for Sun City Group, a Hong Kong-listed junket operator, has been suspended. In a stock exchange filing, the group said it will make an announcement regarding news coverage of its chairman, Alvin Chow. Macau Police said yesterday they arrested a 47-year-old businessman surnamed Chow, along with 10 other people over illegal gambling allegations. The arrests came days after mainland authorities issued an arrest warrant for Mr Chow. Macau's six major casino operators also saw their share prices dive yesterday. MGM led losses at nearly 10% down, followed by Melco and Wynn at some 8% down. SJM closed down 7%, while Galaxy and Sands closed down 5%. Chinese social media giant Weibo is seeking to raise up to $4.26 billion in a Hong Kong listing. It said in a stock exchange filing that it plans to sell 11 million shares for as much as $388 each. The shares are expected to start trading on Wednesday next week. Weibo was launched in 2009 and has been listed on Nasdaq since 2014. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. More than 100,000 Hong Kongers living on the mainland can sign up online from Wednesday to vote in next month's LegCo elections. A retired police officer is sentenced to jail for deceiving the government and a bank into granting him housing and mortgage loans. And an administrator of a telegram group pleads guilty to incitement charges linked to the 2019 social unrest. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio the sea 
Atlantic Crossing album, a special request from Gilbert. Who's taking on a nautical theme on this Monday night. Another one from uh, Nat King Cole by request, Red Sails and the Sunset. Well, I think we've got somebody working on that one down in the cellar. Into our second hour, as I say, this Monday evening, Peter King with you through till 1am. 
Dolly Parton next, and if you like a song yourself, just send over the details by email. Simply to Radio Pete at Gmail. You come again Just when I've begun to get myself together You waltz right in the door 